Hey, Intrepid listeners, David here with a quick disclaimer before we get this episode started. Let's just say a lot of what Alan was theorizing in previous episodes was correct. If you are just coming in now, I would suggest going elsewhere and seeing what Alan was hypothesizing. But yeah, it's true. Uh, The rapey stuff he was talking about, it does happen. And that's the chief horror that comes in a little later in the story. I don't want to say too much. Uh, If that sort of thing really bothers you and you can't deal with it, then I would advise um, not listening to this episode. However, if you want to listen to a bunch of it, I will warn you that the heavy stuff is going to come up at a certain point. I will chime in during the episode. Either way, just figured I'd put this there so no one is caught off guard. All right, on with the show. Begin to begin. A rabbit jumps behind the moon. What does the black rabbit see on the horizon with its big red eyes? A fish on the land has troubles when he's stepped on by cows. Okay, um... Uh, so, I guess I'll start us with off with, uh, I've been, uh... I've been beating our Lord Jesus. Whoa! Um, <laughs> what? Um, oh, boy. Jesus, okay, um... Yeah. I once punched a straight in the. Mm. You know, David, that's really that's pretty mild. I got to be honest with you. Well, as we've established, I'm the milk toast one of this group. So (laughs) you're like, you're like, one time I peed sitting down. It's like, yeah, okay, (laughs) I get it. Um, I have a folder on my desktop. Filled with pictures of a dressed up as n- What? Why? Okay. Why? It's, uh, it's just kind of, it's well, you see one image like that, and you're like, okay, that's that's a funny gimmick, and then you see another one, and then you just kind of start a collection. You, okay, sure. Um, you know, they say not to grab, um, <laughs> sorry. Uh, they say to grab the bull by the horns. It's really hard to do if you're. Yeah, no, it's. I'm trying to. Uh, try, trying. Yeah, I can't. No. No. I. Mm. Um. Did you know that all exist within a sphere composed of. Huh. Yeah. You know what I think I'd really like? What? If, uh, shit on my and killed, like, four (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Sure. Um, it's pronounced. Oh, no, 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 and you know what? While I'm at that. it, That's while awesome. I'm at it, while I'm at it, while I'm at it, no, I can't hold all these. Shit! Ah, <laughs> ah, dude. Do, do you want to get us flagged? Is that like dropping a goal? Them. They're just dropping. 
God. Uh. All right. Hold on. I voted. I, in, I, 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 this, this past election, I wrote in as a write-in candidate, 2012. No. All one word. No. All one Not, word. 9-11 was <laughs> Yeah, the, uh, Well, no, but, I, mean, I can kind of yes. get behind that. Yeah. Right, right, it was right. It was intentionally, uh, organized by to p- prove they had a, they had enough in them to make <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. I was uh, arrested for Prince Hirohito in 1996. Uh, I keep throwing at <laughs> I keep throwing at with I keep throwing at I keep throwing out uh, sunglass store windows in protest. I keep throwing <laughs> I keep I throwing want. games because I am not a good competitive gamer. I don't want anybody else when I think about you. <laughs> syndrome. <laughs> okay, again, who uh, suggested a black, a black friend of mine got <laughs> at least that's say. <laughs> <laughs> Brandon, I just thought of something. I know how you can bring us home with this one. How? Come on. Oh. Come on. Okay. We're already censoring right. everything else. You might as right. well. Ah, ah, ah. You know what? Now would be a really good time for... Um, a butt slushy? No. I was going to say, now would be a really good t- time for Graham Graham to come and like slap our shit or something. Just like put us in our place. Hey, Graham Graham. Oh, shit. Oh my god. Oh, guys. now she's her, her Guys, her first words spoken on the show and I can't even use them. That that might explain the Confederate flag from the previous episode. <laughs> South Ruskia. Um <laughs> Don't don't censor that, David. Leave that in. The earth um, is The earth is flat. Uh the government's run by lizard people. Um all that stuff. Oh no! I don't need to censor the, that. The Jews, the Jews are flat. The <laughs> flat Jew lizard people. The Earth has been flattened by Jews. <laughs> the Earth has been unleavened by Jews. <laughs> oh boy! Guys, welcome to see what the Jews. What the Jews did is they, you know, those like machines that make perfectly the perfect consistency of a pizza dough um, into the shape of a pizza. You run it through the machine and it flattens out the pizza. Uh huh. Yeah. Gets out, flattens out the dough. The Jews have a giant machine and they put the earth through that to flatten it. Yes. <laughs> welcome to um, welcome to Underbeep Analysis, a show where I can't use half of the stuff we just did. But if you're on our Patreon, I trust you guys enough that you can hear the like legitimately bad shit we all just said and. Uh, this is a new low for this show. Tell you what, um, I'm David, and uh, I, I, I so think a I guy quit. Walk- Hi, I'm Alan. So uh, a guy walks into a talent agency. Uh, like what <laughs> up? I got a big cock. <laughs> <laughs> like what up? I got a peacock. I once uh, told the aristocrats for uh, 
25 minutes. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. I really don't have much to add to that. That's impressive. Hey, Alan's recommendation uh, is watch the film The Aristocrats, the explanation of a uh, joke that is told by comedians for comedians. Go watch um, the excerpt from it on YouTube of... Um, Oh my God! What's his name? The guy, the loud Jewish guy. He always does this. Gilbert, Gilbert Godfrey. Gilbert Godfrey. Listen to his bit, and if that doesn't sell you on the movie, then you won't like the movie. But it'll probably sell you on the movie. A <laughs> uh, thing, a a, uh, a uh, thing I say in my everyday life comes from that movie. Oh. Uh, it's whenever. Uh, but before there was, I used to play bass for them. There was any time I said something really inappropriate, I'd follow it up with, and other poems by Maya Angelou. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So we are on the final part of Boraska. Um, We're going to see how much we get done in this particular episode. Um, And then at the end, who knows what will happen. Then we'll be done with Boraska. Yeah. I should I should mention, I just feel that this needs to be brought up. I watched a documentary about how KFCs are run in England. I saw that you mentioned that. How was that? It was a great documentary and they showed like a bunch of different perspectives. They showed the ins and outs, how how they're run from the top down and everything in Britain. And they showed these people who were protesting a KFC being brought to their community. I shit you not, these old people are acting out the plot of Hot Fuzz. <sighs> the greater good. The greater good. They're they're really like, we can't have a KFC. It's going to bring about all the all the unmentionable the types. It's going to bring about the chavs. Pretty, pretty much. It's it's ridiculous. They're just like, can't have a KFC in this community. And um, <laughs> lived here for 80 years, and now KFC. It's it's, it's awful. There's, with... there's, there's no Kentucky in the UK, so why should it be there be fried chicken from Kentucky here? The, I guess they could have a, a BFC. British fried chicken? Big fucking <laughs> calves. Chaps. Big fucking chaps. Big fucking chaps. Um, I, I, yeah, I didn't understand that mentality. And I won't spoil what happens, but it's a really cool... It, it's basically hot fuzz, but with KFC, and those are two things I like. I had Kentucky Fried Chicken for lunch today, and it was good. Do you know how good those pot Kentucky pies Fried... are? I'll tell you. They're A-plus, primo hot pies. Would you say they're finger-looking good? I had I would KFC say they're piping about... hot piping hot i had kfc about 20 minutes ago so <laughs> there you literally. go <laughs> i had an apple for lunch was it a happy apple uh it's just dead now so no, it's, mm, that's just sad. um hey before we get started because this this is gonna get i'm delaying the inevitable things are gonna get weird and dark and heavy up ahead uh let's talk about oh, cool my thing. ex-wife oh <laughs> uh, ho, ho, ho. I want to talk oh. about. I, I oh! Want, I want to talk about TV tropes for a second. Oh! Here. Oh! Oh! It's magic, you know. Let's talk about TV tropes. Yeah, because we have our undercooked analysis TV tropes page, and I know we've mentioned it before, but it bears repeating because stuff's been added to it. 
Yeah, and people should add more to it because we had previously mentioned that people should like mention in the comments like undercooked analysis memes so we could make like an encyclopedic kind of post thing. And then, well, it's kind of it's kind of been done and for then us. We didn't. <laughs> no, but and Prasicor, but, but Prasicor did. Thank you, Prasicor. Prasicor started uh, feathers. Thanks, feathers. <laughs> feathers, feathers started a undercooked analysis TV tropes page. Um, and we urge everyone to, uh, add to it. Yeah. Uh, so because they're following the format. Dig deep back into the archives and find things that haven't been utilized yet. Uh, it's actually pretty extensive. Uh, do we want to talk about any of the, the ones that jump out to us? Or do we want to answer all the people who are just screaming at us, read the story? Uh, no, we can talk about this for a half hour. Okay, that sounds good to me. <laughs> <laughs> You probably all heard the disclaimer before this particular episode, so... Good to me. Anyway. Um, uh, can we... My future, favorite end... Future, da- future David is one that got recently added. Good. Uh, I'm sure he's... Ha- future David, how do you feel about that? Uh, use music to describe how you feel about that. This is how we do Okay. Good, cool. Fuck, fuck, fuck the police, really? <laughs> um, uh, David, I'd never play Neutral Milk Hotel on this podcast ever again. <laughs> Look, uh, future David is a future David is a thing here. That's under uh, running gag. Note that running gag is listed as "and how" in all caps. And there it is. Uh, all the uh, the uh, entries on the TV tropes page. I I have I know words. Um, yep. Um, I will say I'm glad someone added the solid David Lynch impression to the uh, running gags. Yeah, I do do a pretty good David Lynch impression. You do. I'm always really <laughs> impressed by that, Alan. Yeah. See when I when I whenever I do my dungeon master voice, it's just an approximation of your of your dungeon presence. Let's let's see if I still got it in me. I'm a David Lynch. <laughs> it's me, David Lynch. <laughs> it's me, Luther B. Man, a lot of whitest kids you know coming up right now. <laughs> kind of like all the airplane and uh, Tom goes to the mayor references from previous episodes. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's pronounced cache. <laughs> uh, it's pronounced trope. Hey, here's 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 a trope we haven't done in a while. Uh, how did McDonald's end up like this? Yeah. Hey guys, McDonald's remember when? Like obviously, um, a symbol dark horse. I'm blue. A creepypasta about the band Eiffel 65, mostly known for in the U.S. for the song "I'm Blue." If I was green, I would die. No, seriously, it turned out to be against the old odds. One of the better stories feature on a podcast. Yes. Yes. It's true. Go listen. Go listen to that again, everybody. <laughs> if you haven't listened to it, go listen to it. <laughs> yeah, we're just like, yeah, this is going to be a clusterfuck. Oh my god, guys, what's happening? Just go listen. <laughs> listen to the end again for the the keen editing of uh, "Hide the Body, Eat the Body." That's that. I'm blue is one of the best examples of like what we're hoping for on this show most of the time. Because <laughs> uh, we were 
we, we nine times out of ten expect what we're reading to be garbage, but we're looking to be pleasantly surprised. Oh yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't even say nine times out of ten. I'd say like fifty fifty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but I I, I uh, am happy with this page. Uh, it's cool that people are expanding it. Yes, we would like to see more. Give us more, more. Link, to, link in, link in the description. Link in the description. Trap link, fishfucker in the description. Okay. Uh, someone, someone add, someone add trap link, fishfucker to the page. <laughs> uh, let's talk about. Okay, I want that. Yeah, that should be there. Also, uh, stay tuned to the end when we finally talk about who our spyfu is and our spyfus are, and then add that to the page. Yes. Yes. Um, because I did manage to rescue my notes, so we're finally going to do that at the end of this episode. Um, okay, who's get... starting us off? I-, I will. When I pulled up to his house the next morning, I could tell Kyle... Hey, what up? Had... I got a big... <laughs> <laughs> I could tell Kyle had cracked. He, his skin, had taken on a yellowed color, and his voice was flat and void of emotion. It's not over yet, Kyle, I said as he dropped into the seat next to me. It's not over yet. Yes, it is, Sam. But he uh, he had mm, all but all mm, he all but whispered. Oh my God, Brandon! Hang, hang in, hang, hang in there, friendo. <laughs> friendo man. That's the simplest possible line. It was four fucking words. Ooh, we're in it for. Uh, no, I don't believe that. Kimber's dad is missing too. You know, maybe it was him instead of that was. That was... I couldn't bring myself to say it. We're living in hell. Drisking, it's hell in our own reality. Couldn't disagree. The town I'd grown to love seemed so foreign to me now. Whitney hadn't been an outlier like I'd thought. Missing people were the norm here, and that would make... uh, And that would make Jimmy Prescott the king. He's Satan himself. I used to play bass for Satan himself. <laughs> um, as soon as the words were out of my mouth, Kyle punched the car door, awaking from his dead state and ra- with rageful vigor. I'll fucking kill Jimmy Prescott. Where's that motherfucker? You know he's involved in this, Sam. You know. <clears throat> Maybe partially, I said, staring out the window. His dad created the town that bred this shit, but I'm pretty sure the Prescotts are just running drugs. You know, the powder. Yeah, and so what? He's recruiting people to be, to be drug mules or something. Maybe I agreed for Kyle's sake, though I didn't really believe it. The sound, the great beast machine of Bara- that of Baraska, gave off the distinct stench of death. And though I knew that physically that was impossible, it didn't change my mind about it. The air smelled different after the metallic wailing ended. Ooh, that's good. You can hear the sound of Baraska off in the distance. God damn it. Now I can't see, I just stay. <laughs> we drove over to 4th Street Gourmet Coffee and Bakery and went in to buy our usual provisions of rock stars and monsters. As which, I paid. Which I rock used, stars and which monsters? I used to play bass for rock stars and monsters, which is actually kind of an awesome band name. Um. As I paid for the four packs of cans, I saw Mira waiting on coffee at the end of the bar. 
I could tell immediately that she was in a good mood, something that I hadn't seen much of since I started working for her. It was probably a good time to tell her I was calling out of work for my fifth day in a row. Hi, Mira, destroyer of watermelons. I from muttered the when I, from the Ophius when I approached. Ah, I can't come in again today. I got some really bad diary, some really important... Sam, oh my gosh, how are you? Um, uh, okay. I stuttered. Good, <laughs> she said brightly. Don't worry about coming in. I'll hold down the fort, and I'm sure I can tell Emmeline... Uh, I'm sure I can call Emmeline in uh, if I need help. But really, Sam, what have you been up to lately that's so important? My mind blanked. He cast mind blank on himself. Just as I started to stutter out some bullshit about helping my dad, Kyle appeared behind me. We're trying to find Baraska, he said with all the gravitas of a eulogy. He said it in oh. the edgiest way possible. Ah, yes, wow. Owen <laughs> told me you asked wow. about him. Wow. 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 Really looking for Baraska. That's out there, you think? With the skin wow. men and the shiny gentleman? Wow. Wow. <laughs> you know that it's just a story, Sam. That legend has been around since I was a kid. Yeah, well, we're looking for our missing friend, Kimber. We think maybe she's there. I've trailed off lamely. Oh, really? I thought I heard the Destros were staying with relatives in, the, in Maine over the summer. Oh, well. Anyway, good luck, boys. <laughs> Thanks. Wow. Kyle's voice was sour. And I knew his patience was thin. <laughs> you know what? Uh, Mira just turned into Dr. Apathy for a second there. <laughs> I heard they were just in Maine over the summer. Oh, well. Thanks. Kyle's voice was sour. And I, uh, and I knew his patience was thin. He could feel it rising. The intense desire to pull out. <laughs> You're in too deep, Kyle. You have to press on. <laughs> when we got back into the car, we each popped open a can of Rockstar and started chugging. I knew better than to ask Kyle if he wanted to smoke, since I was sure he hadn't lit a bowl since before Kimber disappeared. He finished the energy drink in under a minute and crumpled the can in his hand. Oh, he can't do that. <sighs> I don't like your boss, he said. Mira? Overseer of the Ophius? Why not? Because she's the overseer of the Ophius, and I've died so many times trying to fight her. Do you know how you know how frustrating that is? That is an instance you need a full party to deal with, going into the Ophius and everything. Like, but no one ever plays on that server anymore. I'm sorry, I'm rambling. Anyway, uh, well, I mean, she was, or I don't know, she's just off. Well, I mean, she has been going through some things. I wasn't going to elaborate any further. I wasn't going to pound my chest to play some Pearl Jam. <laughs> um, why were you asking her husband about Baraska anyway? Uh, I don't know. I was just making small talk, and I thought he might know. He seemed to know a lot about a lot of other things. And did he know? Did you know? Yeah. Uh, he took a long gulp of the sour drink and then choked on it when I remembered something Owen had said. Wow, 
Well, actually, yeah, yeah. Um, he said a Baraska instead of just Baraska. You know, like wow, like it's a thing instead of a place. Like there are multiple Baraskas. Wow. Wow. Kyle Lowert, For some reason, anytime his name is it is mentioned, it just it just comes out of me. Wow. Kyle Lowert is a rock star, and is it? Is it what? Is it a thing? I don't know. I've never heard of it. I've Googled everything weird about this town, but nothing ever came up. Did you... Oh, no, it's not me. Yeah, it is. Oh, did you spell it right? I don't know. I shrugged. How do you spell it? How do I know how to spell it? Do you know how to spell it? Do you know how to spell it? No! I pulled out my phone. I threw it out the window. (laughs) I pulled out my phone. Like, what up? I got an iPhone. No, fuck Google, Kyle said. <laughs> we need to talk. Fuck Google. I only use Bing. Uh, Should have uh, used Bing. Uh, we need to talk about uh, Catherine Scanlon. That's what Kimber would say. That's right, Catherine Scanlon. Hey, kids, have you been paying attention? Do you remember Catherine Scanlon? I sure as hell do. He was right. Catherine Scanlon may be the most knowledgeable hey, person boo-boo. in town. Hey, hey, Catherine, can you tell us where to find them Kim Birkenick baskets? Baraskanick baskets? Are the shiny gentlemen or the skin men the ones raping these women? Hey! He was right. Catherine Scanlon may be the most knowledgeable person in town and was probably the right person to ask. I pulled out of the 4th Street coffee and prayed she was at her office already. When we parked in front of Drisking Arts and Antiques, I was disappointed to see the store was dark. Kyle pointed to a small, cheap, open sign hanging in the corner of the door, and I crossed my fingers that it was for Catherine's office. Her office. Huh. Yeah. Well, that didn't help me at all. I searched for Baraska translation Spanish to English, and apparently it means storm. Oh. The storm of sound. Wow. 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 um, Well, I looked into... uh, I I tried to use Google Translate... Uh, to, to translate Baraska from Scandinavian, and apparently it translates to wow. <laughs> wow. So whenever you dub, whenever an Owen Wilson movie gets dubbed, he goes, Baraska. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, boys? Yes. Oh, boys. No, uh, aren't you at a... Uh, boys. I was relieved. I, relieved. I oh, was okay. relieved. Uh, I was relieved to find the door unlocked, and we hurried past all the antiquities and blown glass to the back of the store where we found an open door and Catherine sitting at her desk. She was guarding her own Ophias. <laughs> Boys! It's trying my to turn. The... Oh, it oh. is your turn, that's right. Boys! Uh, she stood up when she saw us. You're up quite late for summer break. How did the essay do? Eh... Great, I said. Actually, we're here for more help. Personal interest, Kyle added. Catherine raised her eyebrows. Color me impressed. So, um, let's analyze what they're doing here. They're going to someone in the town who is, you know, perceived as... What is the sound? I heard a sound. I I, I moved I moved my laptop. I'm sorry. You can cut that. that. Okay. So she's trying. They're going to a woman who has more knowledge. They're trying to uh, 
get inf information on the town from someone who is older and wiser. And I think that, you know, it would behoove us to do the same thing. So, Graham Graham, where do you see this story going uh, since we're in the last part and it's starting to run? No, 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 don't bowl that Voltorb towards those dynamite sticks painted to look like bowling pins. Oh, God, duck, duck, duck! Oh, goose! That, I feel really bad for that goose-themed Pokemon that was standing right behind it. No, it was actually dead. it was actually the guy who played Goose in Top Gun. Oh, oh no. <laughs> this is not Top Gun. I'm not Goose. Oh, okay. Um, I guess it's up to us to analyze the story at the moment. Um, we, at what point did you realize that we, we can't use Graham Graham to effectively do anything? I'm not willing to give up hope. Well... Star Excuse. Wars 8, Graham Graham's New Hope. <laughs> that was the script that Ryan Johnson threw out before he wrote his movie, right? <laughs> no, he, he threw he out just... a uh, he threw out an unrelated movie. It was a buddy cop movie called Shooting with Graham Graham. <laughs> <laughs> Having a good time with Graham Graham. Graham Graham. So who who's next? I can't remember. Uh, you are. Is it me? Uh, before we continue, I just wanted to... This is not my official recommendation, just letting everyone know. Uh, I just wanted to mention that if you haven't seen Tim and Eric's Billion Dollar Movie, uh, you won't like it if you don't like Tim and Eric, but I do. So it was pretty good. But there's this bit where they're trying to get hired at this mall, and mm -hmm. Will Ferrell is the owner of the mall. Uh -huh. And in the middle of their job interview, he asks them if they want to watch to all of Top Gun with him. <laughs> <laughs> and they sit and they sit through the entirety of Top Gun, and then the owner's just like, "Man, that's so good. You want to do another run through?" They <laughs> <laughs> apparently just watched the entirety of Top Gun twice. <laughs> oh man, it's good. <clears throat> I need to get right down to it. If by some small chance Kimber was still alive, then every second counted. We're here because we want to know if Baraska is a thing or a place. Um, Catherine raised her eyebrow. What up, I got a big talk. <laughs> I remember that legend <laughs> as a kid. I'd actually have to tell you, I didn't know if it wasn't for Wyatt. He knew so little about so much, she laughed. A sort of jack-of-all-trades. Anyway, he told me an interesting fact at once about Baraska. It's both! Uh, he's a jack-of-all-trades, kind of like Jacob Emery. Ah... That was a good man. That was a good. That was just a good. That was it was a good. It it's was a, a real good. good. It still it still is a good. Yeah. Hey, you guys should listen to the under uh, the Midnight Marinara episode. And you should listen on. to my yeah, you should listen to my companion analysis on my channel. Yeah, do both and yeah. give yourself You should you should listen to I don't even remember what this was, but uh, we were trying <clears throat> we were having some conversation about a uh, what creepy pastas we thought would make like the best like film adaptations, and that's the one I brought up. Oh yeah, with uh, with Slime Beast, right? Yeah. Yeah, that was a good one. Uh, links. What do you links in the description? Yeah. Yeah. Links, what do you do? Trap links in the description. <clears throat> Fish and Fox. What do you mean? I leaned over her desk, suggestively. <laughs> Well, the term Baraska is just old, outdated lexicon. The word was used by miners to describe an underperforming mine. Oh, shit. 
Oh, shit. Um, a mine, I whispered seductively, tearing open my shirt. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Kyle shook his head. We've been looking at mines. So all the mines in Butler County are Baraskas, I asked? Well, generally, it's only the first mine in the system to run dry that is called a Baraska. Oh, shit. Um, do you know which mine ran dry first in our mining system? Kyle asked where uh, he stood near the door, repeatedly clenching his groin, <laughs> repeatedly clenching and unclenching his fist. Feeling the need to pull out so badly. Oh, I need to pull it out. Ah, uh, but... not off the top of my head, no. She laughed. I can look. Th- I can look though. I think I have those records here somewhere. Catherine walked behind her desk and opened a drawer of loose files. This is an odd thing to be interested in for boys your age, but I guess I should be glad you two are so eager to learn, especially over the summer. Yes, ma'am. Very eager. I said, rubbing oil on my chest. <laughs> Is the Baraska the first mine that ran out of ore? Um, was that by chance the same one those kids disappeared in? The McCaskies? Oh, McCaskies. no. The McCaskies. The McCaskets. Oh, no, I don't think so. That particular mine was the Southwest Mine and was very close to town. I think it was the one of the last to close, actually. Ah, here we go. This packet should have the information. Catherine spent far too long moving books around on the desk to make room for the stack of papers she had. Kyle and I paced around the room, nervously, trying to appear casually interested while the energy drinks started coursing through our systems. I'm sorry, did you do energy drinks or cocaine? <laughs> you know, caffeine hits. Caffeine is a hell of a thing, and it hits different people in different ways. So, Yeah, like it's way more effective on me than it used to be, because I would just pound them constantly. And or, or rather, just caffeine constantly. And now that I've cut down, it's like I can have just a like Dixie cup of orange juice, and I'm like, <laughs> here we go. Uh, the first mine to close was the North Central Mine, which was, yeah, actually one of the first to open. But where is it? Kyle walked over to the desk and braced his arms on it. Where is the mine? Where is that mine? Um, Catherine pulled over a different stack of papers and started to fumble through it. After the longest minute of my life, she made an aha sound. Uh, she started hey, singing Tang on the There it was. Everybody. <laughs> there was all of us thinking of the same joke at the same time. <laughs> my friends, my friends, either that was just so obvious or we have achieved five mind status. It was pretty obvious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Christ. She made an made aha sound. She looked up at me and went, dun, 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 dun. <laughs> She looked up at me and went, don't stand. And we said, wait a minute, that's not aha. And pulled out a large yellowed piece of paper that had been folded into a standard A4 size. She unfolded it on the desk and leaned over to read the markings. I could see from where I was standing near the doorway that it was a map, and I knew we weren't living, leaving, living, leaving this office without it. So she uh, pulled out this map. Uh, like, what up, I got a big cock? <laughs> we are layering memes pretty hard here. We really... Well, uh, we're in the we're in the home stretch. Mm-hmm. Let's see. That mine was further up the mountain. A little harder to get to. See? 
She pointed at a small dot on the map that was at least four miles from where we'd been looking. Can we take this? Kyle asked. Uh, We'll bring it back. Of course. I'm sure I have copies. Listen, if you boys are going exploring... I'm bringing my dad. I lied. Oh, excellent then. You guys have fun. She yelled as we rushed out of the building. We didn't stop to answer her. Fun was far from our minds. Um, it's, it, it's so far from where we've been looking, Kyle stuttered. We need to go there now. We need to get a gun. A gun? Where are we going to get a gun, Kyle? It's America. <laughs> <Dude>. <laughs> go, it, you're in the Ozarks in America. <laughs> Fucking drive to Walmart and say, one gun, please. (laughs) (laughs) From you, Dad. I learned it from watching you. (laughs) That's a typo, but it it should have been from from your dad. He's not going to give us a gun, man. Fine. uh, Then let's scout the place first, and then we'll come back with a gun. That didn't seem like a good idea to me either, but what choice did we have? <laughs> what choice did we have? After studying the map for several minutes, we realized the easiest way to access the mine was still through the West Rim Prescott or Trail. Oh my god. I hate saying that. But you you got it right on the first try, unlike me in the previous episode, so uh, you deserve a medal. Hey, Graham Graham, do you mind giving it. him that? No, don't swing that medal and throw it like a discus at a... Oh, oh! That just brained that cat really hard. Ugh. A lot of Graham Graham is really into animal abuse. <laughs> Look, to be fair, the last time she punched an animal, it was a Nazi. Uh, was it? Was it a Nazi monkey? Was that the? Yeah, it was. A, it was a chimp, or at least it was an anti-Semitic chimp. It did cause <laughs> World War Two. <laughs> it's not a Nazi. It's just anti-Semitic. <laughs> I don't know. That was like nine episodes ago. Fuck. It, it's, it believes in the superiority of the chimpanzees over all of the primates. <laughs> I like Bonobos better. We parked at the trailhead and made the familiar hike down the marked trail and then up the beaten path, realizing that we'd have to travel past Ambercott Fort on the way. And I knew in my heart that we were going the right way. We were walking the same path that so many people before us had on their way to Baraska. But what had they found there? We passed the treehouse, which was as silent as the morning. We walked on in the woods, further north than we had ever been before, and soon we were flying blind, hiking in the general direction of the dot on the map and hoping we were still on course. Within an hour, I began regretting that we'd come without provisions, emotional and unprepared. By we had been hiking for four hours, and it seemed to me that we were lost. I tempered the well, welling panic with my uh, with thoughts of Kimber and Whitney, and the answers to the mystery that had absorbed my life for so many years. Kyle, for his part, said nothing and kept his eyes straight on his mission, his priority, and his mission, his priority. Okay. And then, just as the sun teetered on the apex of the day, well, they've been out there for a while, we saw an emptiness through the trees and the hard lines of man-made buildings. Kyle quickened his step, and I rushed to keep up. 
When we finally broke through the tree line, I choked on my own deep breath and fell against the tree as I looked over the quiet encampment. A large wooden sign that was almost as long as the entire clearing was still standing near the entrance of the mine. It had to be a century old, and though most of the letters had rotted off over the years, from those remaining, I could guess that at once it said, Drisking Underground Mine. Wow, what was left, however, said Skinned Men. Skinned Men. That way, Kyle pointed to the north end of the camp. Well, there's there's that, holy everybody. Sh- holy shit. How do you guys feel about that reveal? <laughs> I think it's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I think it's pretty damn cool. Yeah. That was really misleading. That's That was pretty clever. Uh-huh. I like it a lot. <sighs> I do, too. God damn. Uh, yeah. Ooh. We stepped out of the shadows. Out of the shadows. Like, what up, I got a big cock. And, and into the vulnerable vulnerability of the clearing, there were several large buildings still standing, and the boarded-up entrance to the ore mine was set back in the mountain. Um... Do we know what they actually mined here at one point? I can't remember. Just out of curiosity. Bitches. Does anyone remember if they were mined? Oh. We're <laughs> not getting... I don't know. We're not getting in there, I whispered. Let's try that building, he said, and pointed towards the one nearby, which was the largest and at least two stories tall. We counted to three and then ran across the camp to the large wooden doors of the old building. They were cracked open, and when we squeezed inside, I was... I was had no doubts that death was indeed present in Baraska. We were standing in what I guessed was a refinery, and in the middle of the room was a large silver conic, uh, conically shaped machine. A conveyor belt fed into it, and the room had a sour smell. A lot of, a lot of mentions of sour in this part of the story. That's true. Sour is a... Sour might be a, a a a word in CK's lexicon that she's fond of, but who knows? I think it's I think it's appropriate. I hate sour drinks," said Nalto. <laughs> Even the dirt beneath our feet seemed to have taken a crimson tint. This is the machine. This is where they take them. I said. Wow. This is the place where people die. Kimber isn't here. Come on. I was only too happy to squeeze back out the door of the building and tiptoe around the side. We rounded the corner and almost ran into a creepy, waxed, shiny green truck parked there. This is Jimmy Prescott's truck, I breathed. I know whose truck it is, Kyle growled. So Kyle in this situation is getting a little bit scared, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. Because he's intimidated by, you know, Jimmy Prescott potentially being there as trucks there. So Kyle's wanting to pull out. We were now on uh, extraordinarily high alert. Kyle dropped uh, uh, to the ground and began to commando crawl around the building. I followed him, waiting to hear a shout or a gunshot, but none came. As we crawled around the back of the building, Kyle turned around to me and put his finger to his lips, then pointed at a one-story brown building that was only a dozen feet away from us. He got into a crouched position and moved as fast as he could across the gap between the two buildings. I did the same. 
As soon as I reached the wall next to him, Kyle whirled around and put another finger to his lips and then pointed up to a window directly above us. There were noises coming from inside, and even to me, a 16-year-old virgin, the sound of sex were unmistakable. Oh, shit! We could hear an animalistic grunting and the tired, objecting groans of an old mattress. That is some beautiful phrasing. Unable to help myself, I whispered, What the fuck? to Kyle, but he had already pulled out. He was already gone. All caution abandoned, running around the side of the building. Alright, so I put a disclaimer in front of this episode for a very, very good reason. So if this is the kind of thing that is really going to make you uncomfortable, listeners, like we did, I, I, I made it clear in the beginning what, like, what's going to happen so you know, but this is your this is your last chance to turn back because we're gonna we're gonna get deep here. Um, I followed him through the first door we came upon and was hit in the face by an invisible wall of filth and suffering. The smell knocked me back, but Kyle kept running. I followed him in, past crates of ramen noodles, MREs, bottled water, and boxes I had no time to read. I crossed another threshold and was suddenly surrounded by people. So many people. I skidded to a halt and realized I was standing in a sort of dorm. Rows and rows of beds on either side of me with people strapped to them, some of them wearing dirty rags and some wearing nothing at all. Oh, shit. <clears throat> Many peeps seemed to be bloated, and I waited for one to call out to me, but they all remained silent, some watching me through tired, dead eyes, and others turning away. Looking around, I realized they were all women, and the bloating I saw said, Oh, shit! Good job, Alan. Oh, shit! Good job. This is a weird thing to celebrate. Um, I know. I know. I know. I realized they were all women, and the bloating I saw seemed to be pregnancies. Some were confined to their beds, and others were not. Hmm. That's weird. Some were confined to their beds, but others were not. That is a weird detail. And Hmm. hmm. I looked around the room for Kyle and saw him standing a little further in the long room, looking back at me with the same confused, wild expression I was sure was on my face. I saw the realization cross his, and I called to him, but he was already running again. I lost him before I'd taken five steps to follow. I figured it was probably best to just keep running, spread out and look for Kimber. I didn't see her in this room, and I was sure she would have called to out to us if she was. I looked around for another door and saw one cracked open on the left behind a row of beds. I stared straight at it as I made my way there, desperate to avoid the wretched void eyes of the women around me. First we help Kimber, then we help the others. I will come back and help you all, I promise, as soon as I find Kimber. It says that in italicized, like he's saying that to himself. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Without a thought, I pushed the door wide open as soon as I'd reached it and found the source of the noise we'd heard outside. Uh... <clears throat> it was Jimmy, something I'd been expecting to see, but the scene before me was not. He was hunched over the bed of an almost unrecognizable, unresponsive Christie, treating her like an animal. She watched me through the slits of her dead eyes, but she didn't call to me for help. I thought I saw her tear run down her cheek before she turned her face away from me to face the wall on the other side. What the fuck? I didn't even realize the words were audible. I had never seen the depth of human... I have never seen this depth of human suffering. 
<clears throat> Jimmy's head snapped around to look at me and briefly registered surprise before he smiled at me in a way that turned my insides to ice. He didn't stop what he was doing, and I wanted nothing more than to run over and push him off of Christy. But to my utter shame, I couldn't force myself to come any further into the room. Hmm. I don't know how to feel about that. You mean that he didn't just run in and start beating the shit out of Jimmy Prescott? Yeah. I don't get that. Yeah. I don't get that. I don't. It feels like... If I saw... Like, I mean, if I saw that, I would just be like, no, fuck you, full-on animalistic, I'm gonna gonna run in there and beat the shit out of you. Holy shit. I think most people would have that reaction. Yeah. So... (laughs) Why I, think does... most pe- I think most people, whether they could like win in a fight or not, would have that reaction. Yeah, I mean, come on. If you, you you could go full on, just like I don't care what happens to me, and just throw yourself like a feral a feral beast on someone doing that, and just like go. Even if you don't know how to fight, just like literally, just go for the eyes. I don't know. Just do something. Yeah, I don't. Fuck. I feel like this is that we're not doing something for plot reasons. It it's kind of feels like that. It really does kind of feel like that. Like you should have. I don't know. I don't think. I don't think I'm being noble by saying I would do something. I would imagine no. most people would no. do something. Yeah, yeah, I I agree. Sam, Sam. Kyle's voice echoed through the building and immediately cured me of my paralysis. I found myself running into the miners' dorm and away from Jimmy Prescott and Christie. Uh... Like I don't know. He's there with his pants down, literally. You have every advantage imaginable. Can you, like, not pick up, like... You're in a mine. Can you not pick up, like, a piece of old rebar or something and just brain him? Like, that's the thing that bothers me the most right now. (laughs) Oh, let me get to my line, though. Kyle! Back here! Hurry, please! I fucking... I found Kimber! I followed his voice through the maze of beds and rooms as a cacophony of voices began to follow me. Help us, please. There were maybe only a handful of girls yelling at me, but it sounded thunderously loud as it filtered through my guilt. The weight of their misery dropped down upon me, and it almost pushed me into the ground. I will. I will get help. I'll help you. I promised them as I followed Kyle's voice, still screaming desperately from an adjacent room. I sprinted across another threshold and saw him, hunched down near a corner uh, bed, helplessly yanking on a leather strap attached to it. Uh, again, there's strength in numbers. If these people are cognizant enough to be asking for help, can't you, like, let them let them go, and then they can... I... Yeah, I don't... I don't quite get it. Like, the, the, the narrow focus on Kimber... I mean, this is a... The narrow focus on getting to Kimber is keeping them from, like, actually doing something intelligent and i can't chalk it up to just like oh my god i was panicking at everything that was happening like there's panic and and people have fight or flight responses but like would you be that dumbstruck that you would just make not one but like two mistakes in a row like this like it just seems there's it's it's two people it's two people that are uh potential good guys sam and kyle Mm -hmm. there's there's no room for like bystander effect to be an excuse of like, well, someone else will do something. No, no it's I mean, the two of you there. Yeah. That's so, that is so weird. I, I gotta, I gotta be real. I, I, there, there's gotta be some massive explanation as to why this is happening or I'm, or I'm kind of getting disappointed, honestly. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I slammed into the bed and fell to my knees, trying to work out what he was doing and how I could help him. I tried not to look at the bed because I knew I couldn't see her like that. I couldn't bear it. If Kimber looked at me through the same accusing empty eyes as Christy and the others had, I might lay down on the ground beneath her and curl up into a ball. Go around the other side. Unbuckle the other two straps. Kyle had the high-pitched voice and wild, desperate eyes of madness. I ran around the other side and did as he'd said with shaking, awkward hands. Oh, boys, Jimmy. Uh, Oh, boys, Jimmy rang out from somewhere else in the building. He had just freed Kimber's ankle. I had just freed Kimber's ankle and was working on her wrist. She whimpered when she heard him and buried her face in my shoulder. Do you think you're, uh, do you think you're hiding? I know where to find you. I know right where I put that girl. I'll fucking kill you, Prescott, you sick cunt. I'll fucking stomp all your bones and bleed you out, you little motherfucker. Kyle had lost all reason and strategy. He was filled with rage instead of fear, and it scared me even more. I pulled Kimber's wrist from the final strap and yelled, go now. We pulled Kimber... Go ahead. No, go ahead. Oh, yeah. No, that's... We pulled Kimber up off the bed and quickly realized that her legs could barely support her. She was heavily sedated and breathing weakly. We braced her on either side and moved as quickly as we could through the nearest doorway, away from Jimmy. Guys, I know what... I know what... (sighs) This is... Uh, Metal Gear Solid V Ground Zeroes. It's it's the same thing of like, look, there's in, inhumane uh, prisoners and there's rape and there's uh, cruel and unusual torture and everything. And uh, then we're going to have a character that can't walk and we're going to uh, justify stuff with plot contrivances. I, I am... I am really disappointed <laughs> because he, uh, Jimmy's going to come through with like a gun or something. And it's like, dude, you had every opportunity to fight this guy on more than equal footing. Seriously. It, it's not like it would have taken that much. You could, you know, if you still wanted this to be a problem, you could just like fucking beat the shit out of Jimmy until he was incapacitated or De- seemingly dead or unconscious or something then you run off to go help Kimber and then he shows up again like a horror you know like a fucking you know they didn't take care they're just like we have to move quick 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 so we can get these people out and then or, or he has a gun in his hand while he's fucking her like yeah while, while he's raping her like has has a gun on the desk out of her reach but in his reach and he like and and they both see the gun but they want to get to the scene where Kimber's there and they also want to introduce Jimmy at the same time. And so... Would it could... not have been more effective if they... Another way they could have been done is you could have ignored Jimmy entirely. They could have heard noise. They found Kimber first, and they see her in the state. And then they hear Jimmy yell, Oh, boys, from somewhere else in the compound. Like, he just knows they're there. Yeah. Because they didn't I... bother to go check on him. Like, there's just... There's so many easy fixes to this, and it's just... I don't see... Yeah, there's not really a way that it's justified being as weird as this is like this is my major criticism right now because like okay so now that the cat's out of the bag this is what a lot of people were being like i fucking hate this story because of how horrific this is and how blasé it treats the subject i'm like i don't think it treats the subject in a blasé way no i I think it it handles it as it's it's built up to and and it's like genuinely horrific like this is this is actual like a, a kind of horror you know 
Yeah, yeah and, this is and, like... and this kind of thing has happened in real life where people have been imprisoned and, and raped over long periods of time. Um, my my issue with it is that it is so incredibly... Whatever mechanism that they have for capturing women has to be so ridiculously elaborate that it, it would be convoluted. Mm-hmm. And people were even, people in the comments, and like I said, I, when I read this the first time through, it was all, it was basically all pathos, you know? Mm-hmm. It's just me going like, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit. Now that I'm looking at this with a more critical eye, I'm seeing where, especially right here, things are kind of like, why? What? Why is this happening? There's some, there's unrelated to what's going on necessarily, some of the contrivances about what the situation would do are getting in the way. And that makes me really sad because, like, up until this point, I think the story had been pretty tightly woven, you know? Yeah. I mean, it had a lot of spelling errors, but yes. But that's, that's, I mean, I can forgive stories for stuff like that. Like, honestly, yes. like, this is no sleep. And I'm sure, like, in revision, a lot of this uh, can and has been touched up. Mm-hmm. In fact, I don't know if there's another version of this. We're, we are, we're reading the no sleep version, and I'm sure C.K. Walker has the proper version somewhere. Um, and I might have to look into it because I, I, I want to believe, <laughs> you know, but uh, just this, this ending, uh, the, the, the part that we've gotten to right now just does not make a whole heck of a lot of sense. And I honestly don't see them solving the narrative problems that we're encountering here. Right. So do, do we, do we stop for now and hopefully come back with less disappointment? Yeah. And, you know, have it just kind of have at least the, the, the criticisms in the back of our heads mm-hmm. when we do this again, because, yeah, yeah. So it's next episode. Same disclaimer. Uh, it's still pretty touch and go because this this can genuinely get to people. I mean, it gets to me. It doesn't. But, but the thing is, I'm not going to like I'm not like going, hey, no one should ever write about this subject in horror. It just has to be handled, as we've talked about before, in places where it's been handled way more clumsily and way more stupidly. It has to be handled delicately in order to preserve the fact that what is happening is a genuinely horrific act that should never be done to another human being. And and hey, write whatever you want, but if you want to touch on this subject and have it come across with gravity, then you really do have to think about how horrific it is. And mm-hmm. it's like, um, it's like violence in a video game. Like if you play the last of us, it treats violence as like visceral and gross. And you feel bad about taking another human being's life. Yeah. There yeah. aren't a whole lot of video games that do that. Most of them <clears throat> trivialize death. And it's just like, it's whatever. It's just killing. Per-. And then this game is like, no, this is killing a person. This game is treating the subject completely um horrifically um Mm -hmm. i don't think it's doing it too hyperbolically no i just don't think they they thought they they got to the money shot proverbial the proverbial money shot and then uh didn't iterate on it enough yeah my big like i said my big issue right now is the way the characters up until this point who have been you know clumsy but and but fairly confident not confident but fairly what's the word i'm looking for there's also the, the competent competent yeah there's a and strange... there's, a, there's a staggering lack of incompetence in this in these couple of moments like just like again kind, again. kind of kind of jera symptom kind of jera symptom mm. 
kind yeah, of like, yeah, kind of like, hey, I didn't do anything in the moment, even though this will get me killed. Alan, Alan, what do you think? Uh, I think I was fucking right. Is what I think. <laughs> yeah. Well, congratulations. I knew you were right. I just couldn't say anything, and now. Did you do your? Was it? Were you doing a victory lap while uh, me and me and Brandon were talking? Uh, no, no, I, I'm I'm still here. Oh, okay. With our, you could have done uh, it. You have a laptop. Open. You could have picked it up and like run with it. Um, I don't think Alan wants to take a victory lap over this. No, no, but no, not really. Um, it is suitably horrific. Um, I've developed a new theory that I'm not even gonna say. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, but I will acknowledge if it happens that I am right. <laughs> Less confident in this theory. Okay. <laughs> I will be curious though when we. So I think our next. You know what? Step... I'll fucking say it. Here's, okay. Here's Alan's new theory. Okay. My new theory. Um. Uh, it, uh. Given all that we know now about the breeders and everything, I think. Kimber's mom super disapproved of her relationship with Kyle because she was in on this whole thing, and they're fucking siblings. Mm. Lannisters, man. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. They're both ginger, aren't they? They are, and their parents... I, I, what I would call their siblings are not. Like, Parker's not. Yeah. Yeah. And, and there was... So, some of the characters, some of the more adult characters in this were described as being redheads, right? Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, this, this got fucking heavy. Um, can, um, okay, look, we, do you guys want to talk about spy foods now? Because I feel no. like they'll lift their... No! No. Not really. I okay. have a, I have a, I didn't even, I didn't even do a recommendation on last episode. No. No. Um, you know, this, this one, yeah, okay, this one kind of pulled the fight out of us. Let's, uh, let's just, let's just call it, and, uh, next time, uh, we'll finish Baraska. Uh, so, um... Feeding peckish this midnight? Seat your appetite for terror, and reserve your ears for a feast of the sound. The Midnight Marinara Podcast is here for you, intrepid listener. We sample only the finest and sinister stories, and... Coating them with our own unique spooky sauce, present them to you as eerie audio dramas. Tune in as Midnight Marinara sends shivers of fear and spasms of laughter through you. Bon appetit! <laughs> <laughs> This podcast is a part of the Benview Network. You can find this and other podcasts like it at BenviewNetwork.com. Ha, 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 ha.